0: You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is audio from my interactive tabletop role playing game series Twitch Tales, which plays out through my Twitch channel, Robert Hartley GM. The chat acts as a hive mind collective to control the actions of the main character, while all of the NPCs in the wider world is controlled by me. Enjoy! Good evening. Welcome to Twitch Tales. We begin our story in the world of Rin, on the continent of Peor, in the country of the kingdom of Serentil, and in the island of Corentil, in the town of Schafgushel, near the Giftigald forest. Schafgushel is a dwarven town, a hill town, known for the breeding of sheep. simple farming life. In Shafgushil there is a dwarf by the name of Apis Hive. Apis is 40 years old, developmentally around the same as a 20 year old human. Apis has a friend, a half dwarf, half human known as a mule. Apis' friend is known as Lokara. And Lokara is 35 years old. Developmentally, she's actually exceeded Apis now. We begin today's story not as Apis, but as Lokara. We wake as our mother calls up the stairs Lokara! Get ready Apis is on a, is on their way around They're gonna be taking you out today, right? You wake and think Yes, today's the day. Today's fifth day the thirtieth of Jokibris. And Apis is coming round to take you camping. You have long you have long wanted to go camping with Apis, Apis being quite proficient with a bow quite proficient out in the woods quite proficient at staying alone but for once they've decided to take you out and show you the forest show you what they do when they're hunting you head downstairs and you see your dwarven mother, Agna. she's prepared you a breakfast your father, Daniel a human man is out in the field. He's working. Your mother turns to you and says, Wakara, brush your damn hair. <laughs> and you rush back upstairs to the washroom where bowl where a bowl of rapidly cooling water has been left out for you to wash yourself. You wash, you brush, you run a brush through your hair. And you head back down, just as your mother's plating up the breakfast. There's eggs, there's bacon, there's bread, and there's a chunk of cheese. Must be a special day. You eat hurriedly, excitedly. And then you hear a knock on the front door. And your mother gets up to answer it. As she does, you hear from the other room, the sound of your friend, Apis. Morning, Agna. Is, uh, is she ready or is she still in bed? Huh. <laughs> she's, she's somewhere between the two. She's uh, just finished breakfast. Look her! Apis is here! You walk through and you see Apis. And uh, they're ready for you. But you're not ready for them. My Upon realising that Apis is here, you remember that Apis told you to pack for today. And in your excitement, you completely forgot. So, what is it you wish to pack for your journey into the forest today? A bedroll. You grab a bedroll. What is it you wish for lunch prototype? What do you want to prepare? We make sure that we are clothed. We have a spare spare pair of underwear, undergarments. We have a bedroll. We do have a backpack, yes. <laughs> toothpaste, ye oldy medieval toothpaste. I'm not sure that we would have that. Sir, serve potatoes. A bow? We do. We are not proficient with a bow. Lokara has no need of a bow. She's never been hunting. Let's pack up some garlic. <laughs> garlic and fish. Num num num. Some flint. Some tinder. Let's see if we have it. I will get my, I'll get my dice out. One second, and we'll see if we have some of these things in our house. Vampire protection, yeah, perhaps. How long are we going camping for? Potentially just tonight, but if we're enjoying it, maybe two. We have to be back in two days' time because two days' time is the last day of the month, the 32nd of uh, of Jokib- uh, and on the 32nd of Jakibris is Mignanesha's Eve. A celebration and a feast. So we want to be back for that. A knife, some healing potions, a cloak. All right, Let's. Uh, Apis comes in, rolls their eyes and decides to uh, help us start packing. We've put together things that are clearly uh, available to us. Clothing, a backpack, a bedroll, a water skin. Apis starts to, cr- to create some uh, some snacks and food for us on the journey, but also tells us that we won't need to create food. Part of the enjoyment of going hunting and camping is that we won't uh, need need to bring food. We find it for ourselves. A rope. Let's see. How much rope have we got lying around? We do have rope. We get to selves- We get ourselves... 50 feet of hempen rope. A dagger of some kind of personal weapon? Yes, we can find a we can find easily enough a hunting knife, one that our uh, father gave us when we were younger. We find a hunting knife that can act as a uh, some sort of self-defense or a weapon. We we are classless sparrow. Lokara is a a level 0 a classless Uh, Character. Bug repellent. Not in this world, Hageth. Wolf protection spray. (laughs) A water bottle. A lantern. Lanterns might be a good idea. So, as a dwarf, as a half dwarf rather, as a mule, we have uh, dark vision, but it's not quite as good as a regular, a, a full blooded dwarf's dark vision. Lucky undergarments. Yes, we do have dark vision, but it's always handy to have uh, some sort of lighting. Torches, perhaps? Torches or a lantern? Shall we go for torches or a lantern? Let's see if we've got a lantern. We do not. We do not have access to a lantern. There is a shop in town. We could buy a lantern, or we could buy torches, which would be significantly cheaper. Lakara uh, does not have a stats sheet that you have available to you, Jamie but you can consider them to be above average in most things. Not proficient in... in uh, Well, I don't want to give away too much just yet. <laughs> Use some of the hemp to relax later. Not quite that sort of hemp. Can we go fishing? Could be a nice day for fishing. Could indeed. Shortbread. So... <laughs> Miss Bowman's making shortbread, and Agna is also making shortbread, let's say. And and she packs up some shortbread for us in some paper and wraps it up, and Apis puts it in uh, in their bag. Cooking utensils? Perhaps. Torches. Should we grab some torches? Scented candles. <laughs> we won't need money in the forest. We do have some money. We have four gold pieces. If we wanted to buy some torches, we could. Lanterns are good in any weather, but we could. We don't have one. We could buy one. We could carve a pumpkin. Looking spoopy. We do have dark vision, but it's inferior dark vision, effectively. A small mirror. Let's see if we've got a small mirror. We do. Apis, at this stage of their life, is uh, on the cusp of becoming a level 1 ranger. They have bow and arrow. They have uh, everything that they would start with as a level one ranger. Come on. Volumes down, volumes down. A mess kit. Mess kit could help. Zebra crossing. Thank you for joining the party. Dias Black for three months of support. Thank you. We have a water skin. We have an overcoat. We have our shoes. We have a bedroll. Flint and steel. Wraith says, "Let's hope, let's see." We do. We managed to uh, find in our father's toolbox a flint and steel as part of a smaller. Uh, a larger, rather, um, collection of items in a tinder box. There's small parts of, small pieces of, of uh, tinder in there also. And we decide that our father's not going to be needing it today, so we can borrow it. An instrument. We could take an instrument trader. <laughs> Apis does have their panpipes on them. A slingshot? Yes, perhaps a slingshot. Let's see. We have a slingshot. Yes, we have a slingshot and a small bag of rocks, bullets, slingshot bullets. Bandages. We do not have bandages. We certainly don't have potions. Not in this small farming town. How to go camping book. (laughs) A satchel? A whetstone? A whetstone, perhaps? Our, Our hunting knife has been kept rather sharp. We've had no reason to use it since it was given to us. So we have no reason to sharpen our, our hunting knife. Marshmallows. <laughs> Ye oldie marshmallows. Uh, Apis does have a two-person tent. I am no damsel. Shall we see what sort of instrument we have? We do have an instrument. Let's see. What should it be? Everybody decide. What's, what would Lokara's instrument be? Instrument of choice. Sparrow votes a liar. Trader Guy votes a lute. (laughs) War drums. (laughs) A banjo, a recorder, (laughs) a trumpet, a lute, a lyre, a lute, a flute. That's three for lute, two for lyre. She plays the spoons. (laughs) Bagpipes. (laughs) Drums, dulcimer, bagpipes. Violin, mandolin, zither. Goodness me, there's a lot of instruments. Harp, a tremor, the spoons. A lyre, another one for lyre there. A sitar. <laughs> Spoons again. <laughs> a recorder, a triangle, a theremin. Goodness me. There's a lot of a lot of options here. A juice harp. I don't know what a juice harp is. A trumpet, <laughs> jugs, xylophone, flute. It's another for flute. I might need to put it into a poll, but I need to know which ones are actually the popular ones before I put it into a poll, because I can only have five options. Loot, lyre, spoons—those are actually got a few now. Mandolin and bagpipes; those are the uh, those are the ones that are coming up the most. Let's make a poll for it. You will have two minutes to decide. Your time starts now. With forty-one percent of the vote, eighteen people want Lakara to play the spoons. Closely followed by uh, 16 people voting for Lyre. Four for Lute, four for Bagpipes, and two for the Mandolin. Spoons it is. (laughs) That's why every vote counts, because there was only two votes in it. The two people who voted for the Mandolin, had they voted for the Lyre instead, the Lyre would have come up as the joint winner. So... Lokara gets together her spoons that she plays. <laughs> and she uh, she packs those as well. We have not yet decided what we're doing about light source, as we have no torches or lantern. But we do have the money to buy one if we wish. Or we could go without and just hope to uh, hope to enjoy the, the night sky. The start of every, the start of every month, the first day of every month is a new moon. And so being two days away from the end of the month, the night sky is rather dark at the moment. Uh, should we have a Greg, Greg the Garlic Farmer special pocket watch that, uh, that, that can light up like a candle? Torches can be used as a weapon, yeah, a flaming club in case of an emergency. We have a flint and steel. If we stop during the night and rest, we wouldn't need to worry about a light source. We can just make camp when it gets dark, Sparrow says. Screwdriver Salsa. It is not a full moon. It's four days away from a new moon. A jar full of fireflies. (laughs) Katrina would like to buy a a lantern. A few people are saying lantern. So, we're going to go shopping. We're going to get ourselves a lantern. Actually, oh I don't know. Um, Put no lantern if you don't want to buy a lantern. Put lantern if you want to buy a lantern. Does she have good boots? She's got, she's got decent sturdy boots, yes. No problem mystical gun, just stick around for as long as you need. We have zero money, we've got four gold pieces. Shopping montage. All right, plenty of people are wanting to go sh- uh, to go buy a lantern. So Lokara decides we're gonna go get a lantern before we go. So let me let me reference my book here. She does have a hunting knife. Yes, she has a hunting knife. This is the player's handbook. Let me see how much is a lantern and some oil. Where are they? Tools, weapons. Come on, open the page. Lanterns come in different types. What is the cheapest one? The cheapest one is a hooded lantern. No, a lamp. A lamp is the cheapest one. A hooded lantern costs five gold pieces. But a lamp can cast light in a 15-foot radius and dim light for an additional 30 feet burns for six hours on a flask of oil and a flask of oil is one silver piece so we head to the shop we head to we head to the local shop so we head with Apis through town with our backpack getting excited for the journey ahead and we decide to head to the the local shop we walk in there's a uh, an elderly woman running the shop, and we ask her for uh, light sources. We say we'd like we'd like a uh, a lantern of some kind to keep ourselves uh, keep our our path through the woods lit as we go. She shows us the lantern we have uh, she has, but uh, tells us it'll cost us more than we have. so we instead get uh, get her to offer us a cheaper option a, a lamp, an oil lamp. And she tells us that it's only five silver pieces, and for the for one flask of oil, which will keep it lit for about half uh, about six hours. Um, that'll cost another silver piece. So if we wanted, uh, if we wanted just one flask and the lamp, that'll cost us six silver. But if we wanted more, we'd obviously could we could take a few more flasks. What's Dark Vision is a half dwarf? somewhere around the 30 foot range don't always get to catch your streams but I love your content thank you very much sniper chick thank you for being here for the for the uh, Halloween special get two flasks enough for the night 12 hours of 12 hours of uh, of, of light from our lantern several flasks in this case we need lots of fire maybe three or four we can afford it, we have quite a lot. 30 foot is further than the lantern, yes, but the lantern will cast dim light for further than you can see, which means you'll be able to see for further with your dark vision. So, some general character traits for Lakara. sure. She's a little more headstrong than uh, than Apis. She's quite confident she is... Um, one of her flaws would be that she feels a little entitled at times. Um, she is uh, intelligent, book-learned, she's driven and very uh, decisive, not... she's decisive, yeah. Um, she she is more, more so than Apis anyway. Um, she's driven, she is strong, she is confident, uh, she is um, book-learned. Perhaps a little lacking in the wisdom department, but above average in the intelligence and charisma. Uh, quite... Um, sl- about average on uh, on strength, above average on constitution, and above average with um, with dexterity. So we grab ourselves a lamp. We grab ourselves, let's say... Let's give myself a... We'll get a d4 flasks, because there's some people saying just get one, there's some people saying get like seven. So we'll go somewhere in the middle with a d4, d4 plus one, so that the minimum we'll get taking is two. Two. So we'll take three flasks of oil with us, so as to not weigh ourselves down too much. We've got enough to lose one or break one as a as a weapon, um, but also have two, for, have two remaining for 12 hours of, of light, should we need it when in doubt roll absolutely extra fuel as improvised weapon is a good idea yeah so we've got three flasks of oil with us um at this point we uh we leave the leave the shop back out into the village the village is it's got a good air to it it's nice it's a sort of cool uh even cool daytime it's um it's the very last month of august uh, very much last month of autumn um and soon to be going into winter, Uh, going from uh, Jerkibris into Kolabris. Jerkibris being a month that is dedicated to the god Jerkipsos. Jerkipsos being a god of uh, performance and performative art and music and uh, creative invention. Um, And Kolabris being a month dedicated to the god Kolak who is often feared as a god for he is a god of decay and disease and pestilence and famine and drought and a lot of the negative aspects of the death domain but he is given two weeks as a month he is given this the, the shorter month of, of the year towards the end of the month uh, the end of the year he is given the first two weeks of the last month of the year as a dedication to his Necessary, although unwanted, portfolio. A way of keeping him from spreading that sort of domain over the entire year. People dedicate the first two weeks of the, the first two weeks of winter to Kolak. It's also a time to honour the dead, honour the deceased, honour the people who have gone before. So it's cold. It's chilly. The night is the 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 day is uh is a little breezy. But people are milling around doing their doing their usual jobs, getting themselves ready for the uh getting themselves ready for taking a few days off coming up soon in for the for the festival. You also see that um there's the there's the local uh sheriff of sorts, a retired knight of Kavosna. Uh a dwarf by the name Dwendell. He's in a position of authority among the town, and he is currently uh reprimanding some youths for uh for vandalizing some town lamps, some some town streetlights. Uh the oil lanterns on top of the street poles have been smashed and the uh and he's reprimanding the youths for having done it. We make our way through the town. We walk past the stall that's being set up for um for selling of uh, of um, harvest goods, uh, we also see Mr. Scutron, the acolyte to Chital. Uh, Chital being a god of the crops and a god of food and a god of organic materials. Chital's place of worship is a greenhouse on the outskirts of town, and Mr. Ch- uh, Mr. Skutron can usually be found in that greenhouse. But today he's found in town, and he's starting to—he's um, starting to bring to and from the greenhouse. He's starting to bring in uh, long tables and cloths and chairs and things. He's starting—starting starting his early preparations for the uh, for the festival in a few days. But we make our way past Mr. Mist- Scutron and out towards the outskirts of town. Now that we're ready to go, we pass a field on our way out of town. A field in which we see our, our father, Daniel. And we wave to him and he waves back. Off on your trip, are you, Lakara. Have a good day. I'll see you when you get back. You take good care of her Apis. I always do, Daniel <laughs> He waves and uh, goes back to his business. You continue on past the field and into the uh, into the open field the open plains between you and the Giftigald Forest. You've been this far before. You've been into the forest a number of times. But this is the first time that you're going to be going deep into the forest. You know it's a dangerous forest. You've always had a little bit of apprehension about the forest since an incident that happened roughly 20 years ago when you were taken by fake creatures, sprites and fairies. They wanted to dance with you. They wanted to use you for their amusement. And had it not been for Apis finding you and taking you back, you might have still been dancing right up until dying of exhaustion. And so you've always had a little you've always had a little apprehension about the Gift Geld Forest. But being with Apis, you feel confident, you feel safe. You feel the sense of excitement and wonder. You walk for another hour talking and laughing and joking with Apis until you get to the edge of the forest. And just a moment of apprehension before you follow Apis into the tree line. You ask Apis, where are we going? And Apis says, it's a bit of a surprise, actually. There's um, a lovely place uh, about, I don't know, I never really know how to track the miles in this this, uh, damn forest. I just know my way a few miles a few miles in there's a, a place i'm i'm, I'm going to take you um it's, uh, real pretty real beautiful uh quiet real serene you trust them you trust them so you uh you set off after them you follow Apis further into the uh, into the forest um for another hour maybe 2 hours you're walking and talking the time is passing enjoyably it's getting denser though, the forest is getting thick. The path has stopped long ago, and you are now in the thick undergrowth, Apis seemingly picking their way through as if they know exactly where they're going. They tell you a, a few locations on the way, pointing out certain areas and telling you anecdotes about things that have happened to them while they've been uh, on this on this journey before, this journey to rangerdom. I once uh, fell out of that tree there, you see that? You see where the branch is broken? I, I, I broke that. <laughs> I was, uh, I was crawling along to the edge of it, I was desperately hungry and I was, uh, there was a nest on the end there uh, and I was crawling along to see if they had any eggs and then <sharp inhale> snapped off and then you see that, that bramble bush landed right in there, that's actually how I got these scars right here, <laughs> shows you some scars, yeah it scratched me right up, but it saved my life because I felt it's a hell of a fall, uh, and then over here, a little bit later, uh, or I <laughs> fell over this root here. I was running from like a, a beast of some kind, I, I didn't even get a look at it, it was four legged and breathed really heavy. All I, know is, all I know is that I didn't want to stick around to see what it looked like. I uh, tripped over that one there and it actually uh, the thing came whizzing past me, it didn't even see that I'd fallen into that ditch and whizzed, saved me like that. That was pretty useful as well. And Oh you see these flowers here, these ones uh, they don't look like much but they're actually very tasty. Any plucks uh, they, they pluck one for you and hand it to you, mm, it's very nice how did the how did the bush feel about the incident (laughs) bush probably didn't like it either um so you continue for a little while uh eventually you start to feel like it's getting quite dark um and you you look up and see that the the day is not yet done it's uh the the sun is still up but it's quite dark underneath this very thick canopy and you mention this to apis it's getting quite dark says yeah that's that's actually one of the uh it's one of the be- best things about where I'm taking you. It's the darkest place in the forest that I've yet to find. It is it the, the canopy is so thick. It is so, so so quiet and still. Like there's no light gets in, so the undergrowth has just not grown. But the trees are so strong, because they're they're competing with each other for getting to the as high as they can get, just to get that little bit of the sunlight from the top. So they're strong bases. They're real like it's 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 quite a well, you'll see. Ippis continues to take you through the uh, the forest as it's getting darker and darker. It's getting darker and darker until eventually, they say, "I think we're here." Aye, this is it. And you walk into a uh, you walk round at the base of an enormous tree, and it opens up into this clearing that you can barely see, it and you can you can barely see anything at all. Apis says, "This is Diggins temple." That's what I've taken to calling that, because you'll see. Look over this way, and they lead you into this uh, this, uh, this this clearing, and they lead you right over to a tree on the other end, and uh, and it's scratched into the back is uh, a few words, um, but you, they've they've worn away over many 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 years. But the one that remains that is visible and readable says "Diggan," D I G G A N, Diggan. Diggan. And he says, uh, Apis says, this is um. This has been here the whole time, and I think it must have been like a. A place where somebody come came, I think it might be a name Digan, came to. Uh, came to, to came to get some serenity maybe or some. Some some peace. Because if you just stop, and close your eyes and listen. And you do so. And it is silent. The animals of the forest are just silent in this area. There's nothing moving through undergrowth, because there's no undergrowth. Anything that's moving in the treetops is so far, so far overhead that it's un- unhearable down here at the ground level. It's beautiful, isn't it? So serene so quiet feels like the beginning of the world apis ah! grabs you and you uh, shit yourself <laughs> you you scream sque- you let out a scream of uh, a, a fright and then slap him Yeah, uh, slap them i guess i guess i'm thinking of apis as a male uh, at the moment because i'm constantly um, messing up the um, Messing up the pronouns. It really does switch, though. There are t- there are certain times that I'll find myself slipping into female pronouns with Apis, but I guess right now, for some reason, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Apis as, as male. Keep slipping into male pronouns. You slap them. You slap them, and uh, and and uh, <laughs> and, they, and they say they sort of laugh and say, "Right, this is where I wanted to take you. Uh, it is going to get it's going to get dark um, soon, so." I mean like dark outside as well as inside, so uh, we should really set up camp. I've got a tent here, and they sling the uh, bag off their back and start to get the tent out. I can set up the tent. Uh, I need you to find me some uh, firewood, and we'll start a, a campfire. You look around the clearing, you can't even see the other side of it, even with your dark vision. You can see to about halfway, and Apis points out. There's a there's a bit of um, what I call the altar uh, over here, over this way, and uh, they take you over to um, maybe about 20 meters or so from the uh, from the digging tree. and they show you a small um, uh, sort of oblong, uh, an oblong ditch that's been dug out uh, and stones placed around it that Apis in the past has used as a um, as a uh, Fire pit. Uh, get yourself get get us some firewood from nearby. Come back, put it in here. Uh, I'll set up the tent right here, and it starts to set up the tent, tam- the the uh, the tent. We, at this point, we realize if we're going out here alone to find stuff, we're going to need to light this uh, light this um, lamp. So sure enough, we add some of the oil to the lamp and we light it up um and now we can see a little bit further in uh, around this 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 clearing of sorts it's a nice kind of spongy ground leave a shortbread offering maybe um we walk off uh towards the tree line um and start to look for uh start to look for for wood as we hear the sounds of apis hammering um the tent pegs into the into the ground the tent poles and things. Creepy altar in the middle of a dark creepy wood. Nothing to see here, folks. Yeah, nothing at all. No damsel. Nothing at all. So, what we're gonna do is we're going to roll a survival check. She does have the rope on her, yes. Not bad, actually. Not bad. Even with our uh, modifier, it's not bad. We have the rope, so we uh, we walk off into the into the woods. It's it's quiet, and with the lack of sunlight, it's actually a little cold as well. And now that Apis isn't with us, we start to feel a little apprehensive. We hear a twig snap, and we jump. We stop and look in that direction, but nothing else moves. We tell ourselves, we're being silly, we're being silly, we're 35 years old, we can, we can do this. And we turn and keep walking. We can hear our own footsteps. We can feel the ground spongy beneath our feet. We can't hear apis or the tent pegs. Suddenly something flits out of the tree in front of us. (laughs) And across in uh, in front of our eyes, it's it's gone before we can uh, before we can really see what it was. But it definitely looked like a fairy. Our hearts danced to pound a little. What do we do? Do we continue on and find some firewood, or do we go back empty-handed and show Apis that we're not cut out for this life? We are. We have got our lantern lit, Sparrow. Continue, continue. I did say she was headstrong. We don't want to be embarrassed. We will not dance again. <laughs> Keep going, pull out the knife, alright. We reach down into our belt and pull out pull out the hunting knife. They're not gonna get us again, we're not a child. We're ready for them. If they try and if they try and pull one over on us, we'll be ready for them. We push forward. We can show Apis that we're we're capable, we can find hut we can find firewood we move forward slowly keeping vigilant keeping watch keeping the lantern high eventually we do start to see a few rays of light making it through the canopy above filtered into this green ambience and with the extra light we can start to see bushes and small undergrowth small twigs and saplings and we think perfect we can we can find we can find wood here we find a fallen tree before too long. No more sounds around us other than the sounds of insects starting to begin. We realize that the life in the forest is a little more a little more populous here. We walk over to the fallen tree and with our hunting knife we start to carve off huge chunks of the of the relatively dried wood now that it's fallen. We break off Chunks in until uh, until we've got enough that we can we can carry back for a decent fire. We start to make our way back. I'm going to roll a survival check to see how well we remember our way back. Ooh, that was almost a two, and then it tick rolled over. We make our way back before too long. We've only been gone about 30 minutes or so all around. And as we get back, we find the clearing and with our lamp light, we can see that the tent is erected and there is no Apis around. We look around, Apis, there's no response. We walk over to the tent and open it. What we see inside is nothing. We let the tent flap go. Apis! Suddenly, we hear a creaking sound in the spongy floor behind us, and we turn, we spin around, and we see Apis coming back out of the woods. What's up? Nothing, nothing. I, I, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Well, oh, I was I was looking for you. You took you took your time. No, it's fine. I, I I couldn't find dry enough wood. Here it is. Um, and you dump the wood into the fire pit. You're a little jumpy. Are you okay? Yes, it's me. It's fine. I'm I'm fine. Um, should we get this fire lit then? Is it really apis? Let's have a look. Seems to be. Everything about their mannerism seems to be Apis. There's nothing about them seems off. At least we know gar- Apis is guaranteed to survive this. We can't say the same for Lokara though. Of course we're bloody jumpy. It's unnaturally quiet and very dark. Lick him. Lick, lick, lick Apis to see if uh, if they are actually Apis. Um, it would be weird if Lokara knew what Apis tastes like. So look, uh, lookara you kneel down with your back to apis and you start to use the flint from the tinderbox sparks illuminate until eventually eventually the tinder st- the tinder takes flash 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 suddenly the fire is light and lit and glowing we turn around And we see Apis approaching us from behind with their hand raised. And in their hand, a dead rabbit. Apis takes out their knife and starts to skin the rabbit. This is uh, not a very pleasant part of the job, but it's one that I've gotten used to now. The skin comes off and the rabbit... Is before too long skinned and deboned and placed on a spit, which Apis uh, fixes above the fire and starts to turn. So, being that it's nearly Calabrese and all, let's say we tell each other scary stories, huh? They turn the, this bit in this dark, dark temple. Within the forest so how this is going to work guys is that you are going to do a round-robin scary story so I'm gonna open up my nightbot and you guys are gonna you're gonna put yourself forward if you wish to be involved in this story one at a time you're gonna start telling a story and then you're gonna leave off you're gonna you're gonna get maybe a sentence or two each. And then the next person is going to uh, to continue the story sentence or two, and then continue the story one at a time until we reach a satisfying, scary conclusion. If you wish to be a member of the storytellers, then use exclamation mark story in the chat right now. Apis could go first, but I think it'll be fun if you guys go first. So, the first member of the story is Periwinkle Pitbull. Locara's story begins. It was an eon ago, when a town found itself in the annals of history. The town was not known outside of its valley, but a moonless night would change that. Locks and load continue the story. Sparrow, you'll be next. Start thinking about how you might want to continue this story. A branch snaps. A chilling wind falls over the town. There at the end of the town a shadowy figure appears. Marie, you are after then. The sleeping villagers could not have known the terror that had happened upon their peaceful hamlet. Dark liquid Glinted palely in the starlight, dripping quietly to the cobblestones. Marie, continue it from here. Pemclunes. Pemclunes, you'll be going after Marie. And after Pemclunes, it's Asmiel. And then after Asmiel, it's Important. And now it's Chili Fusili. You go after Important, okay? The green liquid flowing from the wound. Two days ago, the little boy heard rumors that in a town nearby, there was a plague turning people into something nobody had ever seen before, but nobody attached the rumors any importance. The shadowy figure stepped into the candlelight, and you can see he has a gaping hole oozing a green liquid. The boy sees this glint through the keyhole. I feel like, I feel like we should, we should give people like three. Three sentences, cause two I feel like people are getting into it and then have to cut themselves off. Let's go let's go you can write three sentences of story. It was an eon ago when a town found itself in the annals of history. The town was not known outside of its valley, but a moonless night would change that. A branch snaps. A chilling wind falls over the town. There, at the end of the town, a shadowy figure appears. The sleeping villagers could not have known the terror that had happened upon their peaceful hamlet. Dark liquid glinted palely in the starlight, dripping quietly to the cobblestones. A little boy cowers in his bed, afraid of the howling wind. The windows rattle like nothing they've heard before, footsteps creak upon the floorboards. Not dry footsteps, but wet, like it stepped in something. The shadowy figure advances with big effort, the green liquid flowing from the wound. Two days ago, the little boy heard rumors that in a town nearby there there was a plague turning people into something nobody had ever seen before, but nobody attached the rumors any importance. The shadowy figure stepped into the candlelight, and you can see he has a gaping hole oozing a green liquid. The boy sees this glint through the keyhole. The figure draws closer to the the door as the little boy sinks deeper under his covers. The figure can hear his tiny little heart beating. He's paralysed with fear, but manages to grab his teddy bear, Lionel, tighter as he holds his breath in anxiety. Katrina, you're up, and after Katrina, Miss Bowman, apis continues to turn the rabbit, which is now starting to get nice and fragrant. Apis also turns out from a sa- from a bag in their satchel some root vegetables, chops them into very small cubes and places them around the campfire to begin to soften in the heat. As Lokara thinks of the next part of the story she watches the smoke dancing above the fire, moving around the coney, and off drifting into the darkness. Like drops in an ocean, mingling with the darkness until it's all just one. The figure draws closer to the door as the little boy sinks deeper under his covers. The figure can hear his little tiny heart beating, He's paralysed with fear, but manages to grab his teddy bear Lionel tighter as he holds his breath in anxiety. A dark pit grows in his gut. He sees a fetid, necrotizing fluid flowing in viscous tendrils down the stranger's face. A pair of glowing eyes circle at his feet, emitting a low, foreboding growl. Slowly the figure draws closer, and the child's world shrinks to the terrifying figures drawing ever closer. Miss Bowman, continue from here. And after Miss Bowman, trader guy. <laughs> I repeated myself in the last sentence, oh no! It's okay, nobody's nobody's expecting that we have the time to edit ourselves in the way that we would if we were writing it out. Think of it like live, just live improv. It's not gonna be perfectly, um, perfectly uh, edited. It is silent around them but for the crackle and snap of the firelight as it cooks, the last of the coney slowly turning on the spit above it. Smoke mingles with the air as Lokara finishes the story. The lumbering figure reaches the door, pushing against it in an effort to enter. The figure growls in frustration as it begins to pound against the door. Alright. Trade a guy. Trade a guy. Take us to a climax. What's happening? What happens at the end of this scary story? Towards the end. And then after trade a guy. Jamie Warren. You're going to finish us off. You're going to bring us in to wrap it up. Trader Guy and Jamie, you guys are finishing this scary story together. (sighs) Suddenly, BOOM! The door breaks off its hinges, falling to the floor of the room with a resounding thud. Revealing the figures standing in the doorway, malice and hatred emanating from them. All right, Jamie. What happens? Is it gonna? You get to decide. Is it gonna be a happy ending? Is it gonna be a sad ending? This this figure. This figure, as it with the with the with the fetid necro- necrotizing fluid flowing in viscous tendrils down its face, and the whole open and oozing green, gaping liquids from itself growling a pair of glowing eyes circling its feet it has just broken its way through the child's door as this child is the only only member of the village that is awake during this wind howling windstorm what happens what happens the light shining from behind them it looks up from behind the covers Trembling with fear, he summons up all of his courage, plus some extra that he gets from Lionel. They rush at the figures, who turn out to be his parents, and they'd heard him talking in his sleep. Nice. A nice story, after all. He was having a night. As his parents pick him up, hold him in their arms and comfort him from his nightmare. They tell him, you can come and sleep with us. His mother leaves the room with him in her arms. His father looks around the room then closes the door. And as he does so, we see a handprint on the inside of the door made of green, viscous fluid. At the end of the culmination of Lokara's story, Apis is visibly impressed, and a little bit, sh- a little bit shaken. They busy themselves with the, the spit, even though the rabbit's fully cooked now. They take it off and set it aside to cool as they tell you a story Epis' story goes as follows. In a small town in the foothills of a mountain, the mayor's wife was suffering a painful pregnancy. Fearing for her health come childbirth, the mayor commissioned a travelling medicine woman to perform a rite on the woman, using expensive herbs and incense. Once the ritual was complete, and the mother-to-be feeling much better, however, the mayor reneged on his promise of payment to the witch, stating that what is done is done, and the woman can't reverse her spell now. However, however, though he was technically correct that his wife was now destined to carry the baby to term and remain in good health after the delivery, the traveller was far from helpless speaking foreign words of a curse over the household before being cast into the street. That winter arrived early, the mountain snow extending further down than usual, freezing the village river and making the paths out of town dangerous and difficult. Then the merest child came. She was a healthy baby, but had only four fingers on each hand and four toes on each foot. The mayor took one look at his daughter and decreed that she had at best been cursed by the hag and at worst been switched in the womb and was destined to grow into her hag herself. He had his newborn stripped from his wife's breast and locked away in a tower in the mountains where she would be fed by a wet nurse who would visit three times a day. He also had a stonemason carve the final words of curse spoken by the witch into a stone in the centre of town in the hopes that one day there would arrive a traveller who could interpret and break the curse. However, the hag was far from done with the town in penance for the slight on her. The mayor's wife, though physically healthy as per the original spell, descended into madness over months, often seen screaming, yelling and pleading with the mayor in in the manor, unbecoming of her station. She would cry and sob one minute and then be stony-faced and dead behind the eyes the next. All while out in public. Eventually, driven to suicidal madness by the hag, the mayor's wife left, left one midwinter night and walked in her nightgown up into the mountains, never to be seen again. At that, the mayor decided to fight the hag directly, rather than waiting for their saviour to come to them. He ordered every able-bodied man of 14 or above to take up arms and march out into the wider lands in search of this voodoo lady and force her to remove the curse by violence. He had once again underestimated the witch's power, however, as with rockfalls, landslides, attacks from wild animals, madness-induced infighting and more, not a single man returned to the town before spring. Her reach was vast though, for at the same time that she was murdering the men of the village, She was causing the women back home to starve. The river was still frozen and the fields were too. Cattle were dying and machinery was seizing up. She was making the women have to walk longer and longer distances downstream to find a place to fill their buckets, which meant longer hikes back uphill to get the water home again. The babies were crying more as well, putting extra strain on the village and the morale of the remaining villagers. Finally, in desperation of a solution, the mayor called a few dozen women and children left in the town to a meeting in his manor, and in an offer of appeasement to the all-powerful hag, the mayor locked the doors and burned the manor down. Out on the steps of his barren ghost town, on the cusp of spring, the mayor slumped, and stared at the stone in the square on which the curse was taunting him. At that moment, he heard footsteps and looked up to see a young adventurer walking into town with a rather confused look on his face. The mayor summoned the last of his energy and stood up, only to fall down at the man's feet and plead with him to translate the stone. (laughs) With a chuckle, the man said. It's written in a sort of fake language that con men often use. It says... I am not a witch, nor do I have powers. We make our own destiny. And at the culmination of this story we um, we feel we feel suitably chilled and and creeped out. We finish the we finish eating the, the rabbit and the root vegetables that Apis has cooked us. And we roll out our bedroll inside the tent. And we lie down. Next to Apis in this tent, and we listening. We listen to the dying crackles of the fire. Apis, before coming into the tent, has put on uh, one final log to keep it burning throughout the night. And then we lay awake and look at this the the roof of the tent, and we just contemplate that life is good. We are here with Apis. We are friends. We're enjoying their company. And they're enjoying ours. But besides us, there's no one around. Miles and miles between us and any civilization. And we drift off to sleep. Our dreams, relatively, are uneventful. A little bit spoopy perhaps, a little bit creepy. Once or twice we dream of a, once or twice we dream of a dark goat. A large dark goat that is standing in the forest, alone, staring at us. And it walks away, and the dream shifts into something else. And then later in the dream, it comes back. And we see the goat again, and we realise, we recognise it from before. We start to realise that this this is a dream, it's peculiar. The goat disappears again. The dream shifts into something else. A third time that night, this black goat comes back. But this time it's humanoid. Standing on two legs, cloven hoofed, and staring at us. It starts to approach us, and all the light around it disappears. We're plunged into pitch blackness, and we hear cloven hoofs approaching us faster and faster. (laughs) We wake up with a start. (laughs) It's dark. It's very dark, we can't see our hand in front of our face. Even with dark vision, we can see that it's, there's no light, no light at all. We reach over and feel Apis' bedroll empty. We come to the uh, recollection of where we were and we open the front flap of the tent. With our dark vision we can see outside, but it's we can't see very far. We can tell that it's morning. We feel fully rested. The campfire isn't lit. Apis we call out. There's no response. We get up out of the tent. It's chilly. It's cold, but the air is very still and very quiet. We find our way over to the campfire, the fire pit in the ground. And the first thing we notice is that it's destroyed. Not only has it not been burning throughout the night, it has been extinguished. It has been filled in. The rocks have been strewn around. We quickly turn back to the tent. We grab our lamp and we turn it on. There is a hissing sound from nearby as the light spills from Diggins Temple out to the surrounding walls that are made by the trees. There is a hissing sound and we turn towards it. We can't see anything there though. I'm going to make a perception check. You don't hear anything. Pull the knife out, and you're ready. Apis. There's no sound. What do you do? If you wish to be in with a chance to decide what Lakara is going to do now, the keyword is exclamation mark tent. Asmiel. Asmiel, what is it that you would you wish to do? What, what is it that Lokara decides to do in this moment? They are definitively not sleeping anymore. By the way, this is my graduation robe that I'm wearing because <laughs> I'll be going to my graduation ceremony on Monday, so I already have my regalia for it. My graduation robe and a, and a navy blue uh, um, scarf. <laughs> Asmiel, we want to see if Apis took their things with them, and then I can see if uh, see where they were going. Good idea. You step back into the tent using the light to light your way. You will see that Apis's belongings are mostly there. Their bow and arrow is missing. Their bow and quiver with arrows are missing. Uh, their rapier is missing, but all of their belongings, all of their all of their other belongings, are still there. So it seems that Apis has taken their weapons with them. Asmia says, investigating would be great. Alright, let's do an investigation check. Ooh, that is very good. That is in the 20s. So, with our investigation check of 20 plus, Lucara feels the bed first, the bedroll. It's cold. Apis has been gone for... Over half an hour, maybe an hour, maybe more. They haven't only just got up, at least. We notice they haven't taken any rations with them, so they don't intend to be gone for several hours. We come back out of the tent. And as the light comes out of the tent with our uh, lantern, there's another little hiss almost imperceptible, but we hear it in the direction of the tree that had the word "digging" written on it we start to walk in that direction we get our hunting knife out and listen closely we get all the way to the tree's edge our heart is pounding we hold the lantern out there's no signs of anything we're about to turn round when our eyes drop to the ground. And in the spongy floor, the spongy dirt floor of this, this particular clearing, we see distinct hoof prints. Cloven hoofs, like that of a goat. And with our investigation check being high enough, we can distinctly tell that this is from a bipedal animal. A bipedal creature. We look up. Nothing up the tree. We turn round. We start to walk back towards the, uh, the, the fire pit. Something glints on the ground. Something like glitter. Like dust. It catches the light of our lan- lantern as we move it. We bend down and we see there's some very faint dust on the ground around the campfire. We're pretty sure this is pixie dust, given that we have a lifelong apprehension towards the fae creatures that once took us. We can tell that this is pixie dust. It seems they have Apis. What do we do? We have touched it and prompted no response from us. All right. Exclamation mark dust if you wish to be in with a chance to decide. What is what is Locara going to do now? Now that they have established that there's pixies that have been in the camp. Pixies that have deliberately destroyed our fire. And some sort of cloven-hoofed, bipedal creature. Go back to bed. Apis is stronger. Apis can handle handle themselves. We'll go back to bed. Play the spoons. We could play the spoons. Are there any trails? There were footprints, but not necessarily a track. <laughs> we've seen the future. We know that Apis is going to be fine. You have to be brave, despite our aversion to fairies. Apis could be in trouble. We haven't fully investigated the hoofprints, but uh, we've seen them. If we wanted to leave this clearing and follow them deeper into the woods, we might be able to. We might be able to find some sort of track for them, but we might not. They were just around the base of the tree that we, where we were standing. That's all we could see. Our lantern light isn't that great. Do we know if there's a special kind of hissing fairies? Not to our knowledge. Ameladol. Ameladol. Could you give some sort of indication that you are still in chat and that you have acknowledged that you have won the giveaway? And then take your time and tell us what is it that you think Lokara should do now. How does the lantern work? Does it have a switch to ignite it? Um, I think of it like an oil wick. Uh, a a um, yeah, an oil wick. So it's got a little place in the bottom for, to store the oil. And it's got a wick in there, and then you light it with a flint, and you have to put it out. It's like one of those bulb jar things. And don't they normally have like a a switch of some kind? Like a I don't know. It was a cheap lant It was a cheap lamp, not a lantern per se. So it was um just an oil lamp. The pseudo dragons hiss potentially. All right, Emilyladdle. I think she should go look for some sort of trail to follow, investigate for more hoof prints or a trail of pixie dust, and follow it. Wonderful. All right, so she goes back over to the hoofs, back over to where she saw the hooves. Oh, that's a good. That's a good survival check, even with her modifier. She wanders round back to the tree. The heart is pounding, but she knows that Apis could potentially need her. So she steals herself against it. She's headstrong, she can do this. She kneels down near the hooves. They do seem to be moving away from the tree. They cover up the ones coming to the tree, with the fresher ones moving away. It seems that it it got to the tree's edge and then was scared away by the light, perhaps. We stand up and follow away from the clearing into the trees, into the tree line of the forest. I was thinking the hissing comes from the lamp light. We could turn it off and on again near the tree to prompt the hiss again, potentially sparrow. But it's not you that's in control right now. We follow the hooves into the trees. There is a creaking and a snap from above us. And we dive to the side just in time as a, uh, a tree branch falls on the ground near us, right where we were standing. We look up just in time in the light in the very distant edges of our uh, our vision. We see some uh, some light golden wings. Flutter away from where the tree branch was snapped and into the darkness. (laughs) Burn everything that hit fire. Burn the entire forest to the ground. We stand back to our feet, our hunting knife in hand. Now realising that whatever that was, fairy, pixie, sprite, It just tried to kill us. We look down. We've lost the trail. Where was it? The dirt that was kicked up by the falling branch has covered a lot of the tracks. We search for it for a little longer but we don't know where they are we don't know where they went we can't find the tracks again partly because of the covering but mostly because of our apprehension to lowering our attention from the skies above us and the air around us we're not safe here we can't continue we decide to turn back we go back to the clearing we've got to we've got to think about this more sensibly who knows about fairies? Who knows about who knows about these things? Who can we talk to about fairies and and what this could be? Who who could we turn to? Does anybody have any ideas? Fair mischievous, not outright murderous. That's what we heard before. Yes. Apis' mother. She knows about fairies. She taught Apis the Sylvan language. Just scream Apis into the ether, potentially. The city guard, they could know about about fairies. I'm going to start a poll. Because I have a few ideas of what we could do next. Alright, so the options are who can we ask about fairies? Elderth Hive, i.e., Apis's mum. Dwendal, the town guard that we've met briefly earlier today, that was reprimanding the kid for smashing the um, streetlights. Um, old Man Jennings, whom we know from 20 years ago, had a Um, had musical instruments that could conjure the fae Um, or who else could we talk to? books, we could read books let's change it to where can we get information about fairies because otherwise books doesn't make sense (laughs) none of those are options if we don't want to leave Apis alone in the forest, yeah we've realised at this point that following him into the forest following Apis into the forest and whatever this thing is um, is not uh, an option anymore because there are fairies here that can easily kill us and they're now feeling like they're perhaps murderous not not um, mischievous at this point we rolled we rolled for it, we rolled to see if we could hear things and, uh, and if we could get anything about it. If we could get anywhere with the information we've got regarding Apis, but that avenue has been closed to us now. Speak to Apis's mum. Leave Apis, go and get some help. Yeah, when somebody goes overboard you don't jump in after them not until you tie a rope to yourself first like you have to make sure that yourself you yourself are secure before you go into the water to try and save them otherwise you get pulled under the rip riptide yourself so in a very intelligent uh, and logical decision Lucara decides I have to get help I have to get help from somebody who knows more about this stuff than I do we need to get Apis uh, we need to get Apis's mom. So we turn and we run. We run as fast as we can back the way that we came, through to the other end of uh, Gil- um of Diggan's temple, and through the forest in the in in as best way we can to try and get information. Thankfully, we rolled really well on that survival trick otherwise, uh, we might have gotten a bit lost. We make our way as quickly as we can until our sides are burning and it's hurting. Very quickly though the darkness fades from Diggins temple and the canopy overhead starts to lessen uh, and, the, and the and the light that is coming in is transfused into this green uh, ambience of the forest. The life begins in the forest, the the tweeting and the twittering and the buzzing of the insects. We make our way as quickly as we can towards Shafghushal and soon we reach the edge soon we reach the edge of the uh, of the of the, the forest we break out we stop to catch our breath and we can see the farmers in the fields ahead we run we run towards them we run past we look for uh, our father daniel he's not to be seen we continue into the town we see Mr. Scutron, the acolyte of Chital, who is now continuing his preparations for the Miganasha's Eve, which is tomorrow. Today is now Saturday, the thirty-first of Jerkibris. We uh, we rush past him, however, on our way to Apis's uh, family home, where we find, where we uh, where we quickly rush up the garden path and we bang on the door, bang 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 bang. Uh, very quickly the door opens and you see the uh, Dwarven woman very stout. She's got ringlets, uh, brown ringlets for hair um, She's got a, a very uh, strong jaw and uh, quite a stout broad nose uh, She's got lovely hazel eyes and uh, beneath some quite broad eyebrows and she looks up um, at you who's now taller than her and you see um, your your friend's mother uh, Eldeth, Eldeth Hive Hey what's oh look at her what's all the racket about what what are you I thought you going to bash the hinges off what are you doing we we see uh Eldeth in front of us is there anything I'm not going to put a poll up for this but if there's anything in particular that you guys want to say to her or get across start writing it in the chat and I'll um, I'll start picking out elements of this how this conversation is going to go uh also um I, I um Apis is potentially in trouble uh, they they took me to um Diggin's temple um in the, in the out in the forest um and it was dark and it was it was kind of scary we, we uh, they, I woke up this morning and they were missing they they they, they, they there's there's a fa- fairy around fairies of, of uh, I think they might have taken Apis. Uh, well come calm, calm down calm down get c- slow down slow down okay what was Apis told you to took you to the temple the, the that quiet place that they're always talking about yes uh, D- Diggin's temple you you know it I don't, I don't know where it is, but I've, they're always talking about it, I, Okay, um, they weren't there when we woke up, uh, then have, have they come home? No, I'm afraid not, it's, it's okay, don't, don't panic, Apis has spent all of their life in the forest, they've spent more time in the forest than they have in this house, so just, they can handle themselves, you're okay, just calm down, you're okay, you're safe now, you're safe, Apis will be safe, we'll work this out. How do you know? It was fairies. You you said something about fairies. I saw um, dust. It's it's golden dust on the ground. Golden dust, definitely golden. It was it well. It was golden in my in my lantern light, right? Come in, come in. Let's get you a cup of tea. And uh, she takes you inside and she puts you at the uh, the wooden uh, table in the kitchen and sits you on a creaky wooden chair. And she gets a um, an iron uh, teapot out and puts it hangs it over the fire and. Paws in some water and sets it boiling. A kettle, I suppose, not the teapot. Kettle first. The kettle starts to boil, and Eldest takes it off of the fire and and pours it into the teapot with some tea leaves to steep, to steep. And then she comes and sits down at the table. She's actually she actually goes over to the pantry first and starts to get out some cake. And you you're quite a little you're a little bit um, perturbed perhaps by her lack of fear or lack of worry. Lack of concern. She brings out a, a cake, cake and a, and a knife and some plates and pops it in on the table and she says, "Right, just um, just what? Start from the top. So, when you left here yesterday, where did you where did you go? We went to the forest. Went uh, south past the farms um, and we went to the edge of the forest. Apis took me inside and uh, and and we were walking for I, I don't know maybe two hours. Um, we we, we found a very large clearing." full of large trees super quiet and you explain the whole situation and having gone for firewood um and and cooked up a rabbit and told scary stories and then gone to sleep in the tent and then you get through to, to your your dreams and she and you sort of pass over the dreams you say I, uh, then there were some dreams about and, and and you skip over but she stops you and says wait, wait, wait. what did you so what, what exactly were in your dreams I, I mean, I, I don't really remember. It doesn't matter. No, no, it it could matter. You're talking about the fairies and the, and the fae, and that is often known as Dreamland, or like the world of dreams. Or it's it's um, it's there's the there, there's relations. So l- let me decide whether it's uh, whether it's relevant or not. Oh, okay. Um, I I see if I can remember. There were. There were. Um, it was. It was. They were kind of all over the place. I didn't have the most restful sleep because it, because we'd been telling scary stories right up until sleeping. But um, I. I remember there was a goat. There was a there was a goat a, a black goat and it was it was just there and it and it, it I think it was in the town, just walking along the street and then it and then it was and then it was in a forest and it walked away from me and then. I can't remember why, and uh, Elder sort of nods and listens. Um, uh, was, it was on two. It was on two legs. I've just remembered. It was on. Two, yeah, it, it was. A, it was a goat, but it was two-legged. Was it wearing anything? You're taken aback by the seemingly odd question. I, I don't think so. It wasn't wearing anything at all. But it was. How did you know it was a goat if it was two-legged? I... I guess it was the... You try and think. It didn't have horns. So it wasn't the horns. It wasn't really that... It wasn't even furry. It was just kind of the feeling of a goat. It had goat legs. It had... It had goat legs. Goat legs. Was it a, could it have been a person on the top? I, I don't know, I guess, maybe. I, it's, it's all so faint now, it's just more of a feeling than a memory. There are creatures from that land called satyrs. Let me get you a book. And she takes a piece of the cake and puts it in her mouth and then she says, Oh, almost forgot the tea. She gets up and grabs the tea, and you say, "Can you? It, it, I don't need the tea. You do need the tea. Don't talk back to me. Look at her. I've known you your whole life since you were a wee baby, and I know when you need tea. So sit down." And then she starts to pour the tea. She gives you a mug with the the tea in it, and you take a sip, and it does it does calm you. It's 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 um, it's comforting. You. In spite of yourself, you, t- you find yourself just nibbling at the cake, kind of absentmindedly while, you m- while the mum leaves the room. Um, and she comes back in with a book. She lays it out on the table and sort of moves her chair around next to yours. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm not going to go into all of this because there's a lot behind it, but I'll, 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 I'll show you this. And she flicks through some pages. Um, and she gets to a, a, a page that's labelled Satyrs. And she shows you a picture a drawing of a man with a a heavy beard and um and ram like horns um but from the waist down he turns into this this furred goat legged man and he's playing the panpipes. she says, "Was it something like this no, no, it wasn't you sure Yes, I'm quite sure it wasn't. It wasn't this. I, he didn't. He didn't have pipes. He didn't seem. This. This drawing. It seems like he's. He's jolly. He's. 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 He's fun. I don't know. It. It. It wasn't like that. It was sinister. It was. It was dark. It was dark. Yes, dark. Everything about that's. There was darkness around. That. That was another thing about it. As. As he approached me, everything went dark. It was dark. Um, I'm gonna roll for Apis's mum now. See if she remembers or knows what she's talking about, what she's describing. She flicks a few more pages. There's not a drawing of them. But there's something here about... Well, it might be... (coughs) It could be one of these. And she shoves the book over to you. And you read. You read um, an entry for a creature known as uh, Dub Sithor. D-U-B-H space S-I-T-H hyphen O-R. Dubsithor And you start to read the entry of it. It says, Ancient legends speak of a silly fey who betrayed the Summer Queen. His true name has been strucken from history, but the stories call him dub Cathar. So great was the Summer Queen's wrath that she cursed every member of his house. Other fae refer to the descendants of Dub-Kathar's house as the Dub-Sithor. Or, in the common tongue, Darklings. Dub-Sithar most often settle in secluded caverns and chambers beneath the towns of other species. They often employ the work of thieves and assassins. The Summer Queen's curse causes a darkling's body to absorb light. Doing so wizens the creature, much like the effect of rapid ageing. For this reason, darklings cover every part of their body with clothing when exposure to light is a risk. The light a darkling darkling absorbs over the course of its life explodes outwards when they die, incinerating the creature. It goes on into more specifics, but you realize that its hatred of its hatred of the light could explain theoretically why this thing hissed when the light was turned on, why it would choose to live in the darkest part of the darkest forest, and why it would have actively destroyed the fire pit could this be the thing that I heard. In the forest, then. I thought you said there was pixie dust. No, I. The other thing that, the there was a there was a. I didn't I didn't I didn't mention. There was there were hoof prints in the in the dirt when I woke up. It wasn't just in my dream. There was it was in my. There was so wait so there was pixie dust in the dream. No pixie. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not explaining myself. Drink your tea. <laughs> You, you sort of chuckle as you get admonished by your friend's mum and you start to drink the tea and it calms you down a little. So you saw the goat man in your dream and then the next morning in the in the actual world you saw pixie dust and you saw the hooves. That's right. I don't know if these things have hooves, it doesn't say so, but I wouldn't put it past them. Many silly fae have some similar things they might have been the the, the stub Cathor might have once been something not not dissimilar to a setter it could be what would that mean for Apis? Apis should be fine. If they if they've taken Apis then it might be for a reason, I don't know. I think I think it could just be wanting a place to get back. It's not meant to be on this world. If that is what if that is what it is, then we need a place to we need we need some way of, of sending it home, a way of bringing it back to its own, place to be to the fae wild to the, to the fairy kingdoms. It shouldn't be in this world. There's too much light. Too much. It, it it won't it won't ever survive the sunlight, and it shouldn't be stuck to a forest. Could you? Could you take? me to, I I, I don't know what, I I can't, I can't open portals, Old Man Jennings, Old Man Jennings can, he's got, Old Man Jennings has got away with the fairies as well in a way that I don't, he has, he has. I'm learned on the fairies. I've, I've read a lot about them. I was always fascinated with fairy stories as a child. But old man Jennings, he hasn't learned about them. He just knows them. He just, he just. There's something about his understanding with fairies that's just like deep within him. I think we need to talk to him. Epis did open a bottle in Jen- Jennings' house. Do you remember how? um she finishes her tea and she takes your mug and goes over to the sink and washes them out to your dismay that she takes the time to actually wash the the dishes you don't say anything though because you know better now <laughs> but she she plays that she she uh she washes the the two mugs and she pops them on the side and she takes the plates and and uh tips the crumbs off into the the uh, uh into the the waste the waste um uh, bucket and then puts them in and does the little does the little washing up of the plates as well. Takes the remainder of the cake and puts it in the <laughs> the, the, the uh, pantry, and then walks to, walks with you to the door and gets her overcoat and puts that on, puts her shoes on. And then you walk out um, outside with her, and she says, um, "Did you have a nice time before uh, Epis went missing, though?" <laughs> and you, you you like chuckle at the absurdity of the question. But she seems she seems to be keeping calm she she's not allowing herself to to freak out about it in the way that you are uh yes uh yeah it was it was fun um apis is is always good company hey that they are don't worry apis can handle themselves and there's and hey if nothing else they can talk to them that's why i taught them the language it's uh it's an it's fairies aren't usually one to hurt And she says this not having heard the part of the story where you got a branch almost uh, tipped onto you. Do you tell her? Do you not? Do you tell her that the fairies tried to kill you? Take some cake for the road. (laughs) Fairies lead the way out and then giggle to itself. Why are we walking? Can just do this? And it pottled. Correct. Tell her. Yeah, most people are saying tell her. So she says they don't normally hurt. At which point you you sort of gulp a little and then say, "They they tried to hurt me." What do you mean? There was um. i I I followed the tracks into the forest. I tried to, I tried to find where they went, with Apis the hoofs. And then there was a cracking and and a branch fell where I was standing, and I only just got out of the way of it. They, they tried to kill me. Huh. Were you holding a lamp? Yes, I was. It could be that they were trying to extinguish that. But what? Why? 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 There are easier ways, surely. I... Well, fairies don't always go with the same things that we do, they don't always think of the same. Things as being easy or hard if they see an ex- if they see a way to to achieve what they're wanting to do, they might just do it fairies have way with us as well like they might have they might have not intended for it to hit you or had some sort of contingency for if it had you don't know for sure that they were trying to kill you I'm not saying that your experiences are wrong. They might, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't lose hope yet. At this point, you're arriving towards the uh, outskirts of town, and you can see Old Man Jennings's house uh, starting to come up on the on the hill nearby. He keeps himself to himself and is stays stays uh, on the outskirts. As you're approaching, I'm going to make a perception check. Um. Why with the branch yeah um yeah lady the fairy goes oh i could have just blown it out <laughs> could have been easier to, to drop a branch on us than to speak to us if we don't speak sylvan yeah look Ira does not speak sylvan we approach miss uh old man jennings's house um it's it's kind of creepy in its own right it's cold and it's dark and the shutters are always closed, even when he's in. You walk up to his his, uh, um, his wooden gate, and you uh, you open it up, and uh, Eldest follows you in. And you close the gate behind you. You look up the path, and you see there's some uh, sort of gossamer curtains in the upper floor. It's just kind of gently swaying. You approach the door of the house. You notice that the exterior of the wall is just covered in ivy. It could really do to be cut back. In fact, one of the shutters has been closed for so long that the ivy has actually grown over it. And if you tried to open it, you'd probably have a hard time. Eldest th- shudders. Oh, somebody just walked over my grave. <laughs> oh, that's, that's never really get the good feeling about. Approaching old man Jennings. Something strange about that. Eldrith brings up a knuckle and... Knocks on the door. There's a scraping of wood against wood. As some furniture gets pushed back. And then... Over to the door. Who is it? It's, uh, Eldeth Hive, Jennings. Um, we've got a question for you regarding the, um, regarding your friends. I ain't got no friends. No, you know what I mean. Like, um, the fae people. There's a silence. Go away. Jennings, don't be, don't be rude. We're, we're, uh... We're not going to, not going to be long. We just need to talk. We've got, I just want to talk to you, please. Can you, can you just open the door? Apis is in trouble Jennings, please. There's a word against what again as uh, from the inside of the door a heavy bar is being taken off and then you hear uh, a a key going into the lock and then retracting and the door creaks open you see peering out from behind the door a hooded gentleman uh dwarvish in appearance he pokes his head out around the, the door and you can see first one uh slightly cataract eye and then followed by a heavily scarred face down this side. His eye here is entirely missing in its socket. He's got a, a, a long beard, but it's uh, scraggly and kind of wrapped around into a point. He looks over both of you. this is in trouble with who? We think it might be a a darkling. Darklings don't live in this world. No. That's the problem. We think it's lost. He doesn't say anything else. He just opens the door and steps away. Um, you see the interior of his, his front room. It's dark. It's not lit at all. Um, it's almost pitch black in there. He's got. It's also cluttered. He's got things everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Jennings has upgraded their security in the last twenty years. Yes. Um, uh, it's it's cluttered. It's just as cluttered as Apis saw uh, twenty years before. Um, but in the same corner stands the same musical instruments: a harp, a uh, a flute, I think it was, and uh, some pan pipes Um, and they are dusty they haven't been used in a long time they are thick with dust, but they stand in the same corner he just steps away and steps against the side of the wall, allowing you to enter you walk in, behind Eldath, and then, as soon as you're in, he closes the door behind you, and he takes a brass key that's in his hand, and he puts it in the lock and locks it I don't think it's really necessary for that, Elder says. Were, he says. <sighs> she looks at you. Um, Diggins Temple? What? Diggins Temple? He walks right over to you. He looks at you with his eye. What did you say? Diggin dig Apis called it Diggin's Temple How does Apis know that name? Um It's uh it's it's scratched into one of the trees in the in the in the clearing. Where's this clearing? It's a couple of miles, maybe a few, a few miles in from, and you kind of gesture in the direction of it. It's a, it's a, it's large, tall canopy, and yeah, no undergrowth. I know. I can't help you. And he turns around and walks into the next room. What do you do? Why not? He called through to the next room. I can't help you. Why not? You have to help us. Apis is in trouble. Apis isn't in trouble. What do you mean? What do you mean? Epis might be about to get a little changed. What? Wait, wait, wait. what do you mean by changed? Epis could be about to meet someone. I don't like the sound of that. Could you? Jennings, come back in here. We're talking to you. He comes back in. Fine, I'll help you. What? Why? I, I'm not going to explain myself to you. I don't. I don't care. To be honest, Jennings, I don't care if you. I, it's my child that's on the line here. Okay, so I don't. You. You're going to help us. Fine, help us. Uh, we'd appreciate you telling us more than you're telling us, but obviously you're not gonna. So whatever you need to do, Paul. Akira <laughs> steps forward and says. How uh, I don't. Apis told me that the way he helped me before was by playing the instruments and you uh, glance your eyes over to the corner where you see them standing I know Is that how you're going to help us now And he sighs and looks over to them and says, Yes. He walks over. He puts his hand out over them very hesitantly. And he sighs. And then he selects the flute. And he turns and walks over to you and says, You need to take me to it. To what? To the temple. Okay, and you, uh, knowing better than to um, to uh, argue now that he's accepted that he's going to help you one way or another, you start to walk out of the door. He, he um, unlocks it with the brass key first and then uh, opens the door, closes it behind himself and locks it with the brass key and walks down to his gate, opens it up and starts to walk out. What did you mean by changing? He's going to change. He doesn't answer you. Did you change? He stops. And then he keeps walking. You've been there before, haven't you? Yes. Was it you that carved the names into the tree? Yes. What's, what's that place about? What is it there for? You don't need to come. He, t- he turns over his shoulder and, shouts and t- talks to Elder. I. Sh- I don't need to, or I shouldn't? You probably shouldn't. She looks at you, she looks back at uh, Jennings. What do you say? Do you say this comes or not? She's kind of looking to you to have the deciding vote. Do you want her to come or do you not? Why can't she come? I didn't say she can't. I said she probably shouldn't. You look back at Eldeth, who kind of like shrugs in your direction. Alright, most of you are saying yes to come. So you say, Eldeth, it's up to you, but I think you should come. So Eldeth says back, Alright, I'll come. And he doesn't react, he just continues to walk. A child is 40 years old, developmentally the same as a 20 year old. Um, so she comes along, um, um, just remember something real quick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you lead, uh, he, he kind of leads the way to the edge of the forest. And then he hesitates at the edge of the forest. When was the last time you visited this temple. He just shakes his head. Are we in danger? He he smiles. This is the first time you've seen him smile. We're always in danger. Then he walks into the forest and you follow him. Continue to follow him. She might die. I might actually change my mind. It's a bit too late for that, Kurt. You all made your decision. Now you gotta sleep in it. <laughs> and we don't know. Per- we don't know present day whether Eldeth is alive or not. So there's nothing to say that she can't die on this mission. There's no plot armor that needs her to survive. In Jennings mind. I've seen things that I that. That I that haunt your nightmares. He's now leading the way. Yes, he is. We don't know that. We don't know that Lakara survives this either. Jennings walks in silence for like an hour with his flute in hand. As he walks, he he just dusts the flute. He doesn't put it to his lips. we get back real close uh, to where the temple is and then he stops and says no one's seen me play this in a long time I haven't played this in a long time I never intended to play it again Insight, insight on Jennings. Um, Jennings is very difficult to read. Uh, Jennings, you you find it very difficult to read what is going through his mind. Uh, he is disturbed. He is erratic. He is uh, speaking in riddles, and he's very very couchy with his uh, with everything about him. He's mm, he, he's omitting a lot of information. Why did you stop playing? I don't want to talk about it any more than I have to. If this is your... friend, the... if this really is a... if it really is a Dubsithor, then it needs to go home. That's all I'm here to do, to get it home. And he walks into the, steps into the clearing, pitch black. He doesn't seem to need a light source at all. He is a dwarf, but he's, uh, but his dark vision seems to be not impeding him in any way, like he's, it doesn't seem to be as, um, he doesn't seem to be impeded at all by the, the fact that he's missing an eye and has cataracts in the other. Um he steps in and then he closes his eyes and you see he's about twenty feet into the this this temple this like 80 foot long uh, clearing closes his eyes and then he starts to speak he starts to speak a language that you don't understand <laughs> And you notice that uh, you sort of look glance across at Eldest, and she seems to be listening to what he's saying, and you gather from it that he's speaking in Sylvan. Vi står frå strängtur caste. epis Hive You hear some very faint noise coming from the other end of the temple and then... and then entering your uh, very limited dark vision you see these uh, small golden creatures. Very similar to the ones that you saw before when you were um, a little kid when you were about uh, 15 years old, when you were equivalent to about a 10 year old, Um, but different. These ones aren't humanoid with butterfly wings. These ones are much more butterfly uh, in in, uh, in all of their um, senses. They're golden and they're butterflied, um, but their heads are humanoid with tiny little like horns with uh, antennas that kind of are much more solid. They flitter around in front of him and sort of just hover. There's about three or four of them. And they speak back to him in a very high pitched version of the same language. She's so She's left, quite some of left left He puts his hand out and he kind of just gestures to the side with them, and two of them flit off to the side. Eldeth goes. I've never. I've never seen these in person before. And uh, you look at her. What what do you mean? What are they? They're a different type. I'll explain later. <laughs> and then he he walks forwards like out of your range of your dark vision and you quickly follow seeing these like golden things around. Um you reach into your bag and, and grab a torch. And as you pull it out, he he says, Don't! Don't light that! Why not? I can't see anything. Yes. But if you light it, they'll try and kill you. Oh. You put it back in your bag. What did you say? I was asking for confirmation of what you said. It is true it's a dog. He gets towards the edge of the uh, where your tent is still set up, and you hear him start again Bonjour. um and then you hear some noise from the back of the tree. On which is dig and carved. And you can't see with your limited dark vision. But there's some movement and commotion and then into the into your dark vision, into the clearing, steps a, a very heavily clothed individual with very dark clothing uh, hoods and um and a, 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 a thick mask over them, over their face behind it you can see some very very pale eyes without pupils or sc- or irises just sclera just pale and and gray and it matches the very di- very uh, light gray skin that seems cracked and broken it's a humanoid maybe about maybe about the height of a goblin or so and as it walks you can see that it's walking on on uh, digitigrade uh, cloven hooves like a goat He begins to speak to it. Then he brings out his flute. Then he begins to play. The sound that comes from it is not what you expect. The sound that comes from it is is haunting. As soon as he starts to play, this creature steps back in caution and the the little winged butterfly creatures fly closer and four more of them appear from around. You realise that you're surrounded by these things. They outnumber you, but they're still butterfly-sized. As he plays, there's a there's a light appears but not not a not a white light. A very faint green light around you surrounding everyone. It's like a haze that just appears it doesn't seem to be coming from him. It's just surrounding him and by extension you creature in the heavily robed uh, clothing doesn't seem to react to this light. Eldeth does though. Eldeth is getting short of breath. Eldeth is starting to <sighs> You notice this, and you grab Elth and start to pu- pull her back away from the haze. You step back away, and and you manage to grab her uh, right back to the beginning of the uh, the entrance to this this temple. And as soon as she leaves this sort of green haze, you can see that it's in it's in this sort of three dimensional bubble around him to about thirty feet, and you're now further away from it than that. You can you're outside looking in. And the haze is getting brighter. But the thing that's reacting to the light doesn't react to this This light. It seems to be from a different area, different place. Eldeth recovers quickly. But she turns to you and says, I can't... I can't believe I've seen this. I think he's opening a portal. I think he's doing it. All my life I've studied these things and I get to see them in person. It's too much. And she kind of like goes into a bit of a, a bit of a panic state, a bit of an anxiety state of someone uh, who has waited her life in anticipation of a moment that finally arrives. At the centre of this haze, music seems to start alongside the playing of this flute. It seems to harmonise with it. There's harp strings. There's beautiful wind instruments. There's cymbals and bells that are coming in it harmonizing moments you see a a bright blinding light start to appear in a very thin hair-like fashion around the base of the tree on which is carved the words with diggin written on it it seems to spider up the side of the tree and across and then down again until it's forming a doorway Spiders out from the outsides into the middle of this doorway, until eventually, in a crisscross web-like fashion, the entirety of this large doorway in the, side, the center of this tree, all except the word "diggin," is surrounded by this blinding light. The thing from the thing in the in the, the the mask and the hood doesn't seem to react to that light the way that it did to firelight and torchlight. You can also see, through the haze, that Jennings is uncomfortable. He's playing, but he's missing a few notes. He's starting to breathe heavier and faster. The music seems to get to a crescendo, and as it does, there is a resounding crack sound that comes from the tree (coughs) pieces of wood fall to the ground and behind it you can see staring down the the interior of this tree is a tunnel a tunnel that 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 transverses into this tree a lot longer than the width of the tree itself it moves from this plane to another you can still hear the music that's coming from the other side though Jennings has now finished uh, finished his song And the haze is starting to dissipate. From the interior of the tree you hear the music playing, it's joyful and cheerful, you feel compelled to walk towards it and to go and see where this music is coming from. Down the other side of the tree you can see at the end of this tunnel, there is a forest clearing but it is bright, it is well lit, it is it is it is colorful. All of all of the colors of that world have been turned up to 11, they've been saturated Everything is bright and contrasting, and it's enticing. You also see a figure at the end of that tunnel walking down towards you, followed closely by another figure. Two figures start to walk down the tunnel towards you. Jennings drops to his knees. He starts to pant. He seems exhausted. Eldath wants to go to him, but feels compelled to stay back. You notice that the first of the two figures is stout. Stocky. And looks an awful lot like Apis. But the second figure is tall. Lithe. Thin. A few moments later, the first figure steps out into the clearing. And you see Apis, with the bow over one shoulder and the quiver on the hip, rapier by their side, and on their shoulder, long copper fingers of a tall, lithe, elf-like man in a green suit with a brown top hat. In the brown top hat is a rose, and in the lapel of this green suit that seems to have been cut from a single blade of grass, a snapdragon. He turns and looks down to Apis and says, Well, I guess that cuts our little meeting short. And he sort of pushes Apis forwards. And then he snaps his fingers and the uh, the thing in the dark robe turns to the sound of the snap. And the gentleman in the top hat beckons his finger towards him. And the darkling... runs over and runs up the corridor of the the tree. The sound of hooves clacking against wood as it runs back into the Feywild. The gentleman in the top hat looks forwards with a merry smile at Mr Jennings and says, Jennings, it's been too long. Jennings looks up. Diggin'. I never wanted to see you again. The gentleman steps forward with a merry smile and says, I know, Jennings, but that's not how this arrangement works. Now that I know where you are, I'll be in touch. He turns round and walks back out up the corridor. And then he waves his hands upwards and snaps. And as he snaps, the pieces of wood that had fallen out of the tree reform themselves with the name Diggin in the middle. Jennings pants heavily and then starts to sob, and the little uh, butterfly like creatures flitter away into the trees. Apis looks around and blinks. What the hell? What was that, Jennings? What the hell? What are you doing? He looks past. Ma, Ma, what are you doing here? What the hell? Look well, at it. What's what's going on? What's what is this? You rush over and give Apis a big hug, and they hug you back, but they're confused. What is happening? Tell tell. What's I was. I, why is my ma here? We were worried about you, Opus. You you went missing, and we we had to find you. Went missing? What are you talking about? I was just like I went out to see what the sound was, and then came back. What do you mean you came back? You've been gone for like a day. It's almost it's almost it's almost nightfall. We've we've been gone most of the day. I've been looking for you all. Wait 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 wait. Just 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 calm it down. I have not been gone all night. I've I got up during the night to go and check out what that sound was. And then I turned round and I came back, once I couldn't find it, like, and that's, I'm here. You, do you not remember the entire day? Are you, and Eldest walks over at this point. She's telling the truth, Apis. She's been worried sick about you. She's been at my house and she came round for tea and then we went to Jennings' house and then he came here and. I did read about this once. What do you mean? I thought it was just like a a part of the fairy story but a lot of the stories say that um, if you spend time in the wilds and you're not from there when you come home you forget a lot of it you walk over to Jennings and Jennings is crying but he gets to his feet and say, looks at Apis and says, I'm glad you're safe. I hope you didn't make any deals with him. And he turns and starts to walk out of the uh, out of the, the clearing. He just leaves leaves the three of you there. What do you do? Insight. Does he believe what he says? <laughs> that's a that's a that's not not a good number. <laughs> um, you've no reason to believe that he's lying. Investigation check right now. What has changed with Apis? Uh, all right, investigation. That is even worse. Yep, yeah, that's a nat one uh nope no way no way of seeing that anything has changed apis seems to be the same as uh, as they were before <clears throat> <clears throat> how do you make sure that apis didn't make a deal no way to know really so you continue on um you you make sure Apis is fine Uh, You make sure Eldeth is fine you say we need to get the hell out of here Um, and you uh, you set off after Jennings Apis says I'm just going to pack away the tent then. just give me a second I need to pack this away then Um, Eldeth uh, stays to help um, Apis pack away the tent as you run after Jennings Um, but as soon as you get to the edge of the forest you don't see Jennings anywhere he's only just left you but he is gone you don't find jennings a moment or two later Apis and uh, eldeth catch up to you having put away the tent and grabbed the rest of the belongings um, and between the three of you you make your way back to the edge of the uh, the edge of the forest and make your way into the uh, the town of sharfgoshul it is um it is the evening now of uh of Saturday um and the day before the M- Asher's Eve. By the time you get home it's late and you're tired. You decide to uh uh well, Apis decides to go back to sleep and uh, at their place, realising that they're a lot tireder than they thought they would be. There are a lot, uh, it seems like they've been awake all, all day, even though they feel like they've only just woken up. Um, he, uh, They and Eldeth go back to their place. Um, what do you do? The fake critters that were around us, they've gone. We go back to Mr. Jennings' house, Specting that might now be there or something will have changed. Um, so, uh, sure. Decisive locara goes with the first thought that comes into her mind. Let's go back to Jennings' house. So you say goodbye to Apis and Eldith who uh, who um, uh, head back into their house. You go past their house and towards Jennings' house. And as you approach Jennings' house, uh, you can see that the that nothing seems to have changed on the out on the exterior. Uh, you walk in through the wooden gate up to the front door, and you knock real loud on the door. There's no answer. And look around his stuff. There's, there, like his, lo- his door is locked and all his shutters are closed shut. So if you want to check around his stuff, you'd need to break in. So what are you gonna do? You can't just go inside. It's it's locked up. So you'd need to break in. If you're gonna break in, you can do so. But it's up to you. Let's let's put it to a poll. Break in? Question mark. Yes. No. Just one minute to decide. Bam. We have knocked. There's been no response. We've knocked again. No response. break in says yes alright pick the lock with the spoons alright so we bang 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 and we shout Jennings open the door or I'm gonna break in we shout this a few times there's no response Um, so eventually we we try like shamming the door open in some way but it's not it's not shifting Um, we go to the front uh, shutters of the one that's not overgrown with vines and we try and break those open let's make a strength check not bad, not bad and not the greatest. Um, we, uh, we jimmy and shake and and rattle this this, uh, this shutter until a, sm- the, a small splinter of wood snaps off of the bottom of it so that we can peek in and we've got enough room to peek in. We, it's pitch black in there. We can't see a damn thing. We shout in again. Jennings, I'm gonna break in! There's no response. We can get our fingers in, in, in there now for a um, for another attempt. We do have a, a, a knife to cut the vines off yet. Um, that was much better this time. So we spend the next half hour shaking and rattling at this, uh, this, this uh, shutter, and there's been no response from inside. Um, eventually, after about half an hour, we've broken off enough like chunks of the wood and, from outside, and with our hunter's knife, maybe like digged at the wood until it's got weakened and then until it snaps off. Uh, that we can now see like a good like there's this sort of sized hole that we could potentially climb through. Um, we stick our head right in, and there's no one inside um it's it's completely empty it's just as we left it when when he left with us um uh when he when he took his his flute and left with us. You can climb into his house if you want to, but that's up to you. He lives on the outskirts of townsboro nobody's nobody's within ears, 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 earshot of his house. the flute is not back now. There you go, new pole, climb in, yes no. <laughs> go in and start cleaning his house. <laughs> Use the panpipes. play the tune we remember, getting entranced by, see if we can get some answers, be brave, could do. Go through his belongings, maybe learn something, Maybe. Lakara isn't proficient with panpipes now. She plays the spoons. She could have been proficient with panpipes if that's what we'd chosen. All right. With 74% of the vote, people say yes, climb in. So we've broken enough of a hole now. We've noticed he is not home. Uh, so we climb in through the... We it, 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 shimmy ourselves up up, up of the uh, windowsill and into the house. We drop in onto the inside of his, uh, his room. Um, and we... We find ourselves in his living room um we're going to start investigating start looking around rummaging through his stuff or clues or things to things to that might tell us about his past um he's got the two uh ins- two remaining instruments the panpipes and the harp over at, standing in the corner um nothing nothing else uh, i mean there's plenty of of books and and papers and things in this room we start to look through them nothing catches our eye as interesting or important we start to look for a journal. Uh, nothing. We walk through into the into the next room. Uh, there's a kitchen. Lots of cluttered kitchen equipment: pans, pots, um, cutlery, uh, glasses, mugs. Nothing that seems to catch our eye. We walk upstairs. Um, there's his bedroom. We walk into his bedroom, and uh, there's a chest of belongings at the foot of his bed, um, and uh, and a portrait sitting on his um, his side table, like a. Um, painted picture such as underwear draw um there's a few books around the place um there's a no that wouldn't be there um should we try to ask the fairies we could do we could try and call the fairies you don't see anything anything related to fairies anything related to Faye anything related to Critters of the Fey Wild. Nothing. Nothing catches your eye, Nothing on any of the books. Uh, none of the books seem to be journals. You. Um, you go to check his uh, his chest of belongings, but it's locked with a big padlock on the front. You don't have lock picks. What are you gonna do? Lucara is probably even more afraid of fairies at this point. Back to the tree. Could do. Play an instrument. Speak to a fairy. Sleep the night to search for him tomorrow. Could do that. It is late at night. Who's the painting of? Uh, You walk over to the painting and you see it's a picture of um, uh, four people. Uh, There is a um, there is a man. Uh, sorry, all dwarves. Uh, sorry, no. What would it be? Try and think this through, Jennings. Uh, so you see a uh, two dwarves, um, a human, and what looks to be a. Would lokara Lokara would never have seen one of these before. Oh, not twenty though. She's read about them. Um, what seems to be a tiefling. A a devil person, effectively, someone who has uh, devilish blood in their ancestry. Um, a some a human with horns, uh, interesting coloured skin, and uh, and a tail. Uh, she sees the there's four of them, and they're all kind of standing together, uh, sort of posing. They seem to be armoured up quite a lot. Um, they, they, they seem to be adventurers, four adventurers. Um, the one one of the two one of the two dwarves uh, definitely looks like a younger version of Mr. Jennings. Strum the harp confidently. Go back to town to sleep. Could do. It's late at night. We're in. We're in someone's house. She could become a ranger with favored enemy fey. She Good. Yeah. Lakara can't speak Sylvan. The fairy probably can't speak anything. Lakara speaks. That probably wouldn't help. Good thinking. Might need to call defeat some of them just to flip them off. I mean, what's the, what's the quest at this point? Like, what's our goal? What's Lakara trying to do? Anything behind the painting? It's just a, it's a standalone painting on his desk side, on his um, bedside table. It's not like a painting on the wall, but still you grab it and turn it over and there's nothing on the back. Sleep in Jennings' house, in case he comes back. Could do. Sleep in Jennings' bed. All right. Looks like there's a lot of different people deciding on a lot of different things, so we're going to have to put this to a, a um not a vote, a uh, a giveaway. Exclamation mark, old, as in Old Man Jennings. If you want to be in with a ch- chance to decide what we should do now, what Locara should do now, now that we've broken into Old Man Jennings' house type exclamation mark old into the chat old man Jennings something fairy wouldn't help what else can we do who around town would be able to figure out if there was anything happened to Apis it's it's infinite choice Kurt not not uh, multiple choice this is infinite choice it's a matter of what do you want to do do you want to do you want to go to sleep have a long rest try again in the morning do you want to tell somebody about it? Talk to Eldith about it? Do you want to go talk to Apis? Do you want to go talk to your own mum and dad? Do you want to sleep here? Do you want to sleep at your own place? It's getting late, and Lakara's probably getting tired. Who would be knowledgeable about magic? The Acolyte? Not really. Acolytes would be more clerics than uh, magics. So they'd be, they'd, they get divine magic, if anything. Um, rather than um, arcane magic there's no one there's no one in um, shadridge uh, not shadridge um there's no one in shafgushal that uh, would be magic in that sense hey Anton, thank you for the raid all right three, two, one, and roll it ajo hey, ajo hey, what is what is lokara going to do now ajo hey, My plan would be go home to bed, ask parents about Jenkin Jennings and who would know anything about him and go from there. Look at that. Perfect timing, Ajo. That is exactly what's happening. Uh so Lokara decides that uh, he's obviously not here, he's not come home. Um we'll come back in the morning or something. We'll we'll talk to somebody to see who knows anything about him. We'll go from there. So you go home, you climb back climb back out of the window because you realise that the front door is still locked from both sides with um with uh with the brass key that he took with him so no way of opening that um so you climb back climb back out of the the shutters you open the sh- you unbar the shutters from the inside so that you can come in and go as you need now um and then you just close the shutters too so that they they're closed but i mean there's a big hole in one of them that's been snapped off uh you walk back down his garden path and head home uh you get home and um um and uh daniel and uh Daniel and Agna your mum and your dad and mum uh, respectively um welcome you back and Daniel says oh i didn't expect you home uh, so soon uh, look i i thought i thought you i thought you'd be spe- like i expected i thought you were only gone for a night i expected you earlier today but then when you didn't come home i thought you'd be gone for two nights it seems an odd time to be getting home are you okay um y- yeah it um it's uh, it's been a long day um and then you sit down and talk with your dad for about twenty minutes, just to explain everything as best you can. And he says, "Oh, I, I'm afraid I don't know anything about Old Man Jennings. He's um, he's a he's a, an odd sort. He's got a peculiar way about him. Always keeps to himself. Very lonely. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I I heard that he was much more uh, lively uh, once upon a time when he was younger, perhaps." we'll see we'll see if anybody knows more in the morning just just get get some rest and you uh you head to bed um no reason 10 thank you very much and you head to bed you have a long rest um in the night uh no no dreams per se no nothing that you remember in the morning anyway the next day you uh, you wake up and there's a lot of noise in, in town. There's a lot of commotion. Uh, you start to freak out immediately. Oh shit, anything, anything out of the ordinary is is uh, suspicious at the moment. Uh, you run to your uh, windows and open them up and you see that it's just normal every day. Um, uh, well, not every day. It's normal hustle and bustle for the end of the month. And you are reminded that today is Sinter Day, uh, the 32nd of Jerkibris and therefore the last day of the month and also Meganasha's Eve ashes Eve is uh, the celebration when when uh, people celebrate the passing of um, anyone through the year it's a it's a sort of um, commemoration for anyone who is deceased or passed on during this year it is a way of uh, honoring the dead and the fallen and uh, not just people from this year but all of your ancestors uh, it is um, a it's a way of using up the last of the uh, the harvest before it goes bad um anything anything soilable or perishable needs to be used up before the winter kicks in and the first month of winter is tomorrow um, so you yeah it's a day of the dead type holiday yeah so Miganash is the god of the a god of funerals and a god of passing on to the next side and a god of passage to the other 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 worlds and stuff like that and Miganash's Eve is today Miganesh's day is tomorrow so today is more of the feasting and merriment and celebrating. Uh, especially because it's the end of Jerkibris which is uh, the month that celebrates performing and music and music art, uh, performing arts and all of that sort of uh, levity so it's the it's the connection of the levity and the joyful and the performing nature with the decrepit decay of, of Kolak and uh, what will be coming on tomorrow effectively and a celebration of the two of them meeting so today is more of the, the uh, joyful festival and eating and merriment and music. Uh, and tomorrow is the first day of winter, the first day of Colabras and miganesh's day when you celebrate the fallen. So what do you want to do? Chinese ghost festival I'm unfamiliar god of magic or something we could pray to potentially uh, Lokara wouldn't oh actually she's intelligent she's book learned mm, she she doesn't know of any gods of magic that would be able to help us per se you could ask Eldeth what she learnt in the light ooh good idea alright so we go back to Apis. Apis is feeling perfectly fine. There's nothing, nothing changed as far as they're concerned. They tell us that they, they feel just like themselves. Um, they're not. They, they, they still are unaware that they even went anywhere. From their perspective, they got their bow and arrow. They got their uh, rapier. They heard some noise outside as the, um, as the fairies were destroying the, um, the, 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 fire pit. They went out, they saw fairies flutter away, and they went, why the hell were fairies destroying our fire pit? They went out to investigate, um, and the next thing they remember, they're standing in the clearing, uh, and you, you're you there, uh, elder's there, and um, Old Man Jennings is there. They don't remember a single thing other- otherwise. They don't even remember um, the man in the top hat and the green suit. So Apis, other than the memory loss for that particular day, seems like exactly themselves as far as you can tell and as far as Eldeth is concerned as well. Apis is acting like themselves. Um, Apis does feel a little guilty about having taken you into a situation that could have potentially proved dangerous or um, what have you. Uh, Eldeth, then you start talking to Eldeth about what, what she saw. Um, she says that the creatures that she saw were known as flutters flutters are a type of they're, they're sort of fairy kin um and she's never seen one before but they are much more malicious than uh, than p- pixies and fairies and sprites uh, much more prone to uh, anger and violence um but they will only they're sort of guardians they will attack things that they have been told to attack so they f- they, they find that they bond to a particular creature for whatever reason once they have found that they've made a bond with that creature, they will it's almost like a life death without them having to have actually saved your life kind of thing. They just they, they will follow your orders and they'll do what you need to do you need them to do, kind of thing. And they're often harmless, but they they're pretty cunning, and so they can find out ways to harm people, even if they're they are themselves harmless. Um Investigate. So pick up Apis. Investigate with them. So we go back to. Uh, so go back to Jennings' house with Apis. You mean? Arcana check. There's nothing to arcana check. Cut. Arcana check's more like if you come across some sort of arcane runes and you don't know what they are, then I might like, allow you to make an arcana check to determine what that what that spell is or something. What that runes do. Um. So you speak to Eldith about that. She says that the. The conjuration um, magic that she saw, from what she knows about it, portals to the Feywild are very rare and very powerful, uh, and so they can only be opened by um, very powerful creatures. They are quite strongly monitored by the Archfey, and so she thinks that whatever that thing was that came through with the green green, uh, suit and the top hat was probably an Archfey which sent her into basically a panic attack being like oh my god like completely um completely uh, fangirling like she's read about archfay she's read about pixies all her life and now she's actually seeing an archfay they're like royalty um so it was probably an archfay and she's astounded to learn that he knew jennings she speculates that jennings probably has some sort of deal with this archfay then because archfay's like to make deals um and she doesn't know what she can't really speculate more than that on like what that deal would have been, or what either side gets out of it. But from the from the interaction it seems that Jennings didn't like the deal in the end and went back on it and that portal had been closed up and now has been reopened, potentially. The powerful magic from the what Jennings was doing. The powerful magic seemed to have reopened a portal that was either dormant or um, closed. Apis doesn't remember digging at all, no. So, at that point, you take Apis round to Jennings' house, you open the shutters again, you walk in, nothing seems to have changed from when you left, left last night. Uh, between you and Apis, you investigate as best you can. You don't learn any new information. Apis uh, explains that there might be something in the belongings chest that uh, you haven't opened yet, being that it's locked but Apis also doesn't have thieves tools either, so aside from snapping snapping the lock off somehow you're not going to get into it by the sins of it. Eldrith doesn't know anything about how to open or close um, portals that, that information is very strictly guarded and as such isn't written down in books that people can just read about. Suggest Apis summon the fairy again. Could do, could do. Jennings ran to hide from Duda. Maybe Duda. How old is Long? As uh, is Long. Uh, how old is Longman Jennings? How long has Long <laughs> Oldman Jennings been in Um You ask Elder for that, and she says he's been there for about uh, thirty, forty years, maybe fifty. Uh, she's been. He, she's been here longer. Um, but he came by, and he he had that gash to his eye. He, his other eye was fine; he didn't have cataracts at the time. He had that gash to his eye. Um, he later lost his eye completely. Uh, but he was clearly an adventurer. He was young and fit, and and the entire time he's been in the town, he's always been um, he's always kept to himself. He's always been a bit of a loner, and there's always been something about him that was a bit weird. And now she realizes what that might be. <laughs> Soon as he soon as he heard Diggins say he's coming back for Jennings, Jennings was out. Quite possibly, Wraith, yes. Eldest can speak the fairy language, yes. Use the Pommel of the dagger as a hammer to break the lock. We could try. We could certainly try. So we try and break open the lock. Is that the is that the plan? That's the uh, only other thing that we potentially have to do. Um, but it is sort of crossing out, we've broken into this guy's house. Are we gonna break into his belongings as well? We haven't found a key now. We do know that he had a brass key around his neck. We don't know anyone who can pick locks. All right, 69% of the vote, nice. Say so yes, we are gonna break the lock. So we're gonna try. Um, Apis is gonna help, so we're gonna give advantage on the attack, on the, um, on the attempt which is good because that was a nat 1 and the second was a nat 20 no shit nat 1 nat 20 (laughs) so with apis's help we find a big rock we bring it inside and we bring it up and we break it off um eventually after a lot of solid hits clang 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 um Uh, Apis finds another sharper rock, a small thinner rock that we can put on the thing to actually Put all of the driving force of the big rock into the place you actually want it and with that It bring it breaks open uh, the lock pops we take it off and Open the um, open the chest Um, Thankfully our dexterity is above average because we need to make a dexterity save uh, and we made it so we, uh, we We are gonna take Some damage. (coughs) Uh, So half of that. Ooh, okay. Uh, We take three points of damage, uh, fire damage, as the as this sort of um, (coughs) bit of a bit of a fireball (poof) opens out from this crate uh, into our face, and we duck back. (coughs) We only get singed a little bit, and some of our clothing burnt. Of course, the chest was protected by magic. Yes um <clears throat> uh but the fire dies away and it doesn't set it doesn't catch any of the surroundings of the house um we look inside and uh we see that there are a number of things number one is we can see that there is a bag of coins like a, a, a significant satchel full of um it's full of money um there is a a dagger a real nice blade that looks like it's got jewels in the pommel um uh, there is a a, a a few papers um uh, rolled up scrolls um there is a nice cloak that is all folded up nicely um that would have been a good chair time for an arcana check yes um and what was the other thing where is it um money dagger cloak scrolls and oh a, a, a small book um a book, uh, like a, it seems to be, um, it's, it has back for a cover, a front and back cover, um, and the pages from what we can see down the side seem to be very crisp, very uh, bleached and uh, starched. So we pick up the papers in the book, we pick up the papers, uh, we can see that they are um, very nice looking things. The, the, this paper seems to be expensive parchment, very expensive stuff. Um, as we can see on the on the edges it's like gilded um, on the outsides of the things uh, and it's wrapped in a very nice ribbon. We as a learned person, that's an arcana check for you, um, unfortunately I got a three. Um, we don't recognize these. Um, we take the ribbon off and open it up, um, and instantly we can see that there's words on there that's kind of swirling a little bit, like physically swirling. The w- words on the page are slightly moving. We, we think, oh, that shit was weird. You show Apis, and Apis looks at it. Doesn't um, doesn't recognize the words, but Apis does recognize it as a spell scroll. This is a, this is a spell scroll, oh, Apis says. These are... um. These these are magic items. That's a, like put that away. I don't, if we t- if we like read it wrong, it can explode or something. I don't know what the spell is. It might be like fireball or something. You know, don't want to say the trigger word by accident or something. So we scroll it back up again. Put the ribbon back on it. Uh, there are three scrolls, none of which we can uh, understand. <coughs> uh, Apis hasn't got his horseshoe yet. Uh, hasn't got their horseshoe yet because it's currently on the front door of the tavern in this town. <coughs> um. You take the book, you open it up. There's a similar situation inside the book. The books seem to be made. The pages seem to be made of leaves that have been um, bleached white and patched uh, into, into leaves. Um, and we can see that the, the writing on it is, uh, is sort of moving a little bit, shifting. Um, you turn over and over and over. You don't recognise any of them. You put them back. You put that back in the chest as well. What are you doing now? What now? Apis to check the pockets of their clothes from yesterday. If there's a deal made, I expect them to have signed for it and we need to know. Yeah, Apis checks the pockets. Nothing was, Nothing's in their pockets that they didn't already have. Check the dagger. Alright, so she grabs the dagger. Uh, she looks at it. She recognises that there's arcane runes around the um, the hilt of it. Um, not down the pom, not down the um, the handle or the pommel, but around the hilt is some arcane runes. So she knows that it's got some sort of magical enchantment on it. But she's not perver- neither you or uh, Apis are <clears throat> proficient enough in magic to know what this dagger does. Just that it has magical enchantment to it. <coughs> Jenny was at sort the of Slept with the merry gentleman to his pass. How much gold is there? Do you want to sit here and count it? <laughs> it's one of the things you can do. Are the coins in the local currency—you just you just see a satchel that you can tell is full of money. You 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 can't actually see the coins. No cuts. Nope. No cuts on him. All right. Um, I'm going to start a new poll to decide, are we gonna take any of his stuff? Take any of his stuff, question mark? No, 74% of the vote says no, we are not gonna take any of uh, Old Man Jennings' stuff. So we put it all back in the chest, um, we make a mental note of everything that was in there and then we close it up again and we hang the broken lock off of the off of the thing now Um so we head back downstairs nothing new no new information that we can get other than that he used to be an adventurer he obviously had some way with uh... with magic because he's got a few magic items stored away um, he obviously has been reluctant to use that or do anything with that magic in a long time um but perhaps got his magic from uh, a deal with the uh with the the, this merry gentleman of uh, of sorts this this digging um so you go back to uh go back to eldoth a lot of people are saying a lot of people saying go back to eldeth so you go back to eldeth with apis and you explain this new information and she admonishes both of you for breaking into his house and for break and for breaking into his belongings within his house and uh tells you that that's that's, that's none of your business to break into to break into somebody's stuff i thought i raised you better than that and she slaps apis on the arm that's somebody's belongings that is that is somebody's own personal privacy and you violated that like not only has the as the poor man like gone through hell to bring you back from that that Fairyland, but you you go to steal, th- steal, like going through his things. I didn't, I didn't steal anything, Mum. It's nothing to, it's not to do with what you, you stole. His privacy is what you stole. You stole his rights to 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 secrets. You stole his rights to 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 thinking that nobody's been into his house when he's not there. Why do you think he's locked his door when we left? Because he has a, a right to to know that think that people aren't going into his place, and just w- was helping themselves. We were trying to see if he's, I don't care what your intention was. Apis, your intention doesn't change the fact that you broke into his house. We don't even know if he's if he's if he's safe or not. We don't even know if he's in danger. You broke into his house, and that's not okay. I, I taught you better than that. He didn't come back yesterday. Well, so what? You, you, neither did you. You went to the forest and, and slept overnight. Maybe he's done the same. There are weeks on end that Apis disappears sometimes. Goes and just loses themselves in the in the bloody forest and... Oh, sorry, Ma. I didn't didn't realise the time. Have, oh, no. Have, do you know how many times I've heard that excuse, Apis? Sometimes get worried sick about you. I don't go through your belongings, do I? I'm disappointed. It's 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 not surprising that he's magic. To be honest, we all had rumours about him. Like we, he's always had a way about him. He probably saw a lot of things. If he wasn't indeed an adventurer, adventurers see a lot of things. They see they see things that they'd rather forget. You said there were people in his portrait with him. Those people might be dead now. Maybe 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 Jennings saw it. Maybe Jennings had to be there when they died. I don't know. You don't know, do you? you, you he could be... He could, he could have moved here to try and forget his past and then we brought it all up last night. And what if he gets home? What if he's just been for a walk to clear his head for a night? What if he's taken one night out to just to just think and to assess his situation that we've put him in? And then he gets home today and finds that on this day of celebration as as well, he gets home and finds that that somebody's been through his stuff. I'm disappointed in both of you. What was done was done. Can she help us? <laughs> you uh, apologize. I'm I'm sorry, Mum. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, eldest. Yeah, well, it's not really me you want to be apologizing to, is it? Well, if you could. Help us find him. We we will apologize to him too. We we could make it up to him if you help us find him. I this is not. I I think we've meddled in his business too much. Let's just enjoy the festivities, and if he comes back, he comes back, and if not, he doesn't. It's beyond us now. Uh, we're not in the we're not in the business of of dealing with Archfey, If he's made the deal with an Archfey then he can handle himself. He spent a life as an adventurer handling himself. What do you think you're going to do? Like, I'm sorry. You, you're fantastic with a bow and arrow, Apis. You really are. But what are you going to do? If, if if he's made a deal with this Archfey and the archfey hunts him down for something, that maybe he broke a deal with them or something. What, then what are you going to do? You're going to step in. There's nothing we can do here. It's beyond us. You're meddling in, in somebody else's business. Let's just celebrate the, the day go to the feast and we'll just enjoy ourselves okay if he comes back he comes back I think what you can do for him is to to buy him a new lock and know you've got some gold stored away you can buy him you can go down to the shop buy him a new lock put it on his chest fix him up that shutter then maybe that'll make amends sorry sorry mum <laughs> apis goes upstairs and uh, comes back down with um with the 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 bag of bag of gold that they've got them uh, from their um savings and uh apis is going to go buy a lock uh what are you doing lock Fix his doll and go to this go to the feast. Well you say, uh, Mrs. Hive, we we need to know if Apis made a deal as well. Hey, and how are you gonna do that? We'll know if Apis if made a deal when when Diggan comes back to collect, won't we? There's nothing what do you want? What 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 do you need from us? Like I'm sorry, Locara, but there's nothing we can do about that yet. That's you don't need to worry about things that you can't control. Stress about the things you have control over, and leave the rest. We can't handle that. Like if Apis has made a deal, then Apis has made a deal, and it's the deal's gone. The deal's done. You sort of nod and walk out of the front door to catch up to Apis. Uh, you catch up to Apis. You go into the shop. Uh, you pull. You pull the rest of your money. Uh, the three the three gold three silver that you have left or whatever it was three gold two silver that you'd have left um in with apis's money and between the two of you you buy a new uh, padlock and some uh, some and then you go to the um lumberjack the, the lumberyard and buy some nice um, wood to to make up the shutter and you take it up to jennings house and you spend the rest of the uh the day you go back in, close the lock on, on his, uh, the new lock on his chest um, and you head back out again um, and then you, you saw up the wood and Apis helped Apis and you put together the new shutter which you then hang and then close, there's no way of locking it again from the in, the outside but you, you close it at least, uh, put a little put a little latch on it from the outside so that you can latch it so it doesn't open in the wind and then you head with Apis to the feast um, and you enjoy the Miganash Eve celebrations there are there, are, there, there is lots of food, cornucopias, there's, there's pumpkins and root vegetables and um, there's, there's food to eat. There's um, lots of celebrations, there's people singing and dancing and, and whether or not you feel in the mood to, uh, to join in the festivities, it's going on re- around you regardless. And that is where I'm going to leave it for today. That's all for this episode of Twitch Tales, but if you want to be there to actually join in on the decision making, head over to twitch.tv forward slash GM and click the little love heart to follow the channel. It's free to do and it notifies you when I go live so you can tune in to join the fun. I'll see you there.